Welcome to I Choose Me in Season 3. I am Wendy J. I am a motivational speaker. I'm a woman empowerment coach. I host Soul Awakening Retreats. My retreats are all about uplifting, release work, emotional release work, letting go of the past, and opening the door to the amazing world that's out there waiting for you. If you haven't attended one of my retreats, you need to check them out. I am also a podcaster. Welcome to I Choose Me. I host workshops. I am mind magician. And I am a coach for women who need to be elevated, who need quantum leaps, who are stuck, who need to up-level their business. I do it all for you. And we hope at I Choose Me that you are able to find joy, to find motivation, to find inspiration because this podcast, this new season, is all about inspiration. It's called Inspire. And above all, it's about love because without love, we can't have anything in the world. Know that you are loved, that you matter, and this is your time to shine. So welcome aboard to I Choose Me because the impact that you are going to have is going to be amazing. We are going to be talking to so many hosts, other women who have shared their stories and said yes to being up-leveling and being motivation and sharing their love and passion and their whole journey. Some of it hasn't been beautiful, but everything in the end works together. So welcome to I Choose Me and podcast season number three, Inspire. Hope you love it. We're all here for you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Welcome to I Choose Me. On today's podcast, we're going to have the one and only Dr. Lucette Bell. She is a number one international best-selling author, speaker, creator of How to Build Your Extraordinary Life. She's a veterinarian and award-winning business owner. Dr. Lucette Bell woke up and realized that if she wanted a better life, she had to do something about it right now in the moment. As an overwhelmed business owner, a single parent going through cancer treatments, and while taking on the guardianship of her care of her brother who suffered a traumatic brain injury, and also while taking care of her sick aging parents, Dr. Lucette's thirst for personal growth and seeking joy in everyday life led her down the path of healing herself through what's the most what most people would call an avalanche of life challenges. Yes, you heard that right. So what she has done is she has created an amazing life for herself. And what she did was following her wake-up call moment to build her life on her own terms. Did you guys hear that? And not allowing life circumstances of her past to dictate her future. Dr. Lisette Bell, wait and listen to this. See you soon. Welcome, welcome everyone back to I Choose Me, Wendy J in the house. Welcome to season three of I Choose Me, where we get to share amazing stories. And I call this segment Inspire because it's all about inspiration. We get to hear from amazing women who took the leap to be the become the better versions of themselves and overcoming such obstacles in life while having joy and being prosperous. Why not? And today I have 
have the amazing honor to present you with a beautiful, amazing woman who I had the privilege of meeting. Her name is Dr. Lucette Bell, and she is a rock star, guys. Wait till you hear all the amazingness she has to share with us. And remember, everything is possible. The journey is your journey to live it, to breathe it, and make the best time you have been gifted with in this universe. Welcome, doctor. So glad you're here. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you. So happy to be with you. Thank you for being here. Now, I I know you want, I, we have to share so many things about you because what you have done, you have helped so many, you have guided so many, you have uplifted so many, you have healed so many, and now you're doing amazing other things. I mean, I, I can't even, you know, get a hold of everything you're doing lately, but I do want to, I want you to share because this is about sharing stories and how we all started, right? Our journey. So we go a little bit way back in time for data purposes, and then we come back and we talk about everything that's been happening. So go ahead. It's your turn. You do your thing, woman. Okay. So, you know, I, I found out I was diagnosed with cancer just a few short days after, um, my divorce was final, which I did not ask for child support. And I found myself as a single professional with no paid sick days and, and no child support, um, facing a 15 month cancer treatment. And, you know, that was a journey. That was, that was a journey. And I learned a lot and, you know, struggled as, as we all do. Um, I am so blessed to be here healed, healed. And, you know, I ended up in a situation, I stepped out to help my brother who, after a traumatic brain injury, um, stepped out of my business and I, and I ended up almost bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really called to help him, but financially that was a significant challenge. Mm-hmm. And I was able to turn that around and create a $1.2 million business. And then I was so called to move forward and and get to share the things I've learned with other people. And, and I sold that business. And, and what I do now is I teach people how to fall in love with their tragedies or some aspect of their tragedies and how to use that as a springboard to create their own extraordinary life, because we all, we all deserve it. And we all can choose that, but sometimes we don't know how, and there's, there's steps to help you unlock the magic that is there for all of us. Right. Um, and you know, learned it through definitely blood, sweat, and tears. Of course. (laughs) Yes. There is so much magic, but sometimes it takes us a while to learn how to connect to that. And oh, the, the joy of getting to live from this space having walked through those journeys is just, yeah, I get up every day and I'm so excited to get up and it's magnificent. Oh, you know, the attitude that you have, um, it's bubbly. It shows, um, right through you. Like you just give it out. Um, I'm here listening to you about your journey and it's so raw and real, right? Um, 
I know because I'm going through uh, something similar and it's uh, there are challenging times, you know, you hit rock bottom and you think you're by yourself. And when you hear other people share, which is why I do this on this platform, because we're not alone. You know, everyone goes through something and listening to you say all that and be so honest and vulnerable about it. Hey, this is what happened to me and sharing it is powerful. It's powerful because we sometimes hide, right? So this is why we do this so that other women, I hope that we have so many women out there listening to us right now, because this is amazing. I mean, this is just a start guys, but seriously, listening to someone say the truth um, about what has happened to them or what they had to go through is really amazing. And it's uplifting because it's like, you know what? Anything that I'm going through right now, it's okay because I know I'm gonna turn out like you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Aw>, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's um the good thing about the tools is you, it can be a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. I, I teach the tools that I didn't have that, you know, we figure out, we learn, hopefully we find the connections to learn um, so that we don't just keep recreating those, those, those moments or living in that difficult space because we don't know how to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what we're taught really is backwards, mm-hmm. backwards to how we really, really um, need to think and live for life to be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And it's not intentional. No one comes out, you know, your parents don't get up and say, let me teach you how to make life as hard as possible. You know, they're teaching from what they know, right? Right. I always talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and society around us too. And you, you can see some changes happening, Mm -hmm. but there's still so much that's in a box, right? Mm -hmm. When you go to school, the teachers have to teach a certain way because you're sitting in a desk and, and that doesn't work for everybody. And for some people that can end up even with the best of teachers being something that creates negative impact for them. And then it's figuring out how we can rewrite those stories and that narrative that we learned in our head. Some of it we created from what happened to us. Like it's not even that somebody else created the narrative, but it seemed like that was the end result. And in some ways our brains are kind of lazy. Mm -hmm. Like if we have something happen to us and we have a certain outcome, our, the next time something similar happens, our brain tends to go to that narrative, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of that narrative actually is negative. And yes. so learning how to like recognize that you want to stay in the moment of this conversation or this person or this incident and not relate it to somebody else and then go off on a reaction pathway mm-hmm. that really doesn't apply to this situation. Mm-hmm. And I kind of call that like, you know, autopilot, like, because it's a, it's, but we did it to ourselves. It's not like there's somebody speaking. I mean, yes, there is some, there's some of both, but we create a lot of that and we don't know it. And then our brains just automatically do it, but it doesn't help us. It hurts us. Yes. I, 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 in my courses, I call that, you know, when we assign a definition and we run with that definition, right? And we just, any moment that happens that is kind of like that moment in time that I had when I was five or 10, I'm going to give it the same definition. And that's why we fail so many times at things because we are thinking 
as of when that happened, whatever is it, you know, whatever trauma happened when we were young and we just run from there and that just keeps us blocked. I feel right, doctor. It's like, it keeps us blocked. It keeps us in, you know, we can't see, we're like, we're just going to look one way because this is what I defined it. And that's it. I'm not going to hear to anything. I'm not going to listen to anything. We don't even realize that's what we're doing. Therefore, we don't realize that we have a choice. Like we're choosing that and we don't realize we're choosing that. It happens so automatically for us. I love being in that space of, of recognizing, wait a minute, do I really want to think that thought? Do I really want to go down that? I don't because I understand that when I'm in a negative space or a negative thought pathway, I'm living in some pain or aggravation or frustration from the past or wherever, but that's not the space I want to create my life from. And yes, I choose a different thought pathway, whether, you know, you could be aggravated about something on the phone when you realize that maybe it, that maybe the situation justifies the aggravation or the anger, but do mm. I want to live there? Mm. I don't. So for me, nothing actually justifies it, right? Mm. I want to change that narrative because I know where I want to live. And it's crazy how much more fun every day is. So different. You really, really get the hang of identifying that when you're thinking it. Yes. Yes. My um my wallpaper on my computer screen is I get to choose. That's what it says. I get to choose because it's so different. And we all have this. We all do this, right? Um, it's it's all upbringing. It's all conditioning. It's all the way we see the world. We perceive things, right? Situations. But when we get to choose to react or not react, or maybe think of a higher place, right? The way we're going to react to things. It's so different. And that has changed me a lot. I have actually made sure that I see things from a higher perspective than a low one where I used to be many moons ago. And still there are moments, like you said, that it's like automatic and I catch myself and I'm like, okay, hold up a second. No, 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 no. We're not doing this right now. Right? So I'm so grateful that you are explaining this again because I go over this all the time even when I coach and on my podcast and if you're out there listening right now you know and if we can help you and guide you and I always say you don't know who we're gonna save today and this is why we do this work right um if you're listening out there listen I'm not just the only one saying this we get to choose and we can have fun doing it yes. and I, I mean the reframe game so you call it change definitions. I call it reframe game. Because again, you're reframing how you're thinking about this. You realize you have a choice that you don't have to stay aggravated or, and you know what? You can also see it in your, like, for instance, I was doing good. I was feeling so good one day and something happened that, that triggered aggravation right before I left work. Right. Mm -hmm. And my brain was thinking about that. And I almost got in a wreck on the way home. And mm -hmm. I immediately thought, I just did that. Mm -hmm. I just did that because I let my brain go down that pathway. Yes. And so, yes, I'm saying a lot of times when we have wrecks, when we have um, even illness, if we let it go on long enough, it, it affects our health. It affects. Mm -hmm. uh, but as soon as I realized that, then I started thinking, now I'm going to find. And it's not like you automatically. It's difficult to pivot if you've let yourself go down that pathway. You've got to have some good things. You start having things, tools in your toolbox or, you know, 
things that really bring you joy, like putting on a great uh, playlist. I have a joy playlist that I put on, you know, to really change your where you're feeling from so that you can make that transition. Some, some memories and some thoughts that feel really good Mm -hmm. that are like touchstones that you can go to. If you've gone far enough down one of those thought pathways, you need a little reframe. Like when I almost had the wreck, I was like, Oh, okay. I let that go on long enough. Right. Transition quick enough. And that's that for our whole lives, there, there will be moments of that, but you do get better at it and you do get to make it. I like reframe game because I do make it a game. Yes. Like, like oh, wait a minute. I get a choice. Ooh, oh, I did that. Right. Yes. I chose that thought pathway. And this is that's why this is happening at this moment. That doesn't mean you want to turn it into a blame game because you don't. It needs right. To- I was just going to say that. Right. Right. No, you don't. And you don't want to go into a space. You definitely. I mean, that's one of the other things we do that really takes us off our game, right? Is judging ourselves or others. Or judgment. I was going to say judgment, right? Because a lot of the times we're like, oh, I did that. And the reason I did that, and we go down yeah. that rabbit <laughs> you hole, don't right? do. You don't want to do any of that. You're, you just want to acknowledge it as in responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% responsible for me and move on, right? Mm-hmm. I call um, changing that judgment and 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 learning to put you first as Operation Rebuild, right? Because we are taught to put others first and it isn't even intentional. It's just that when we're little and parents are trying to teach us like safe boundaries, we're wrong, we're bad, you know, and they're really doing it a lot of times so you don't hurt yourself. I mean, there's logical reasons, but that's not what we take in. What we take in is if we don't do what somebody else wants, Mm -hmm. we're bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. And so we look for our assurance that we're okay from the outside in and it actually needs to be from the inside out. Yes. Right. Right. And that's because you've got to connect with you. You have nothing to give if you're connected any other way, but you and you're buffeted about Mm -hmm. in such a painful way when you need other people to act a certain way or be a certain way Mm -hmm. or say certain things for you to be okay right? Life is mm-hmm. so hard that way, but we're taught that way. Mm-hmm. And we, there's such a much better way to live, mm-hmm. such a much better way to live to where if somebody's having a bad day, and here's the thing, we think we're selfish. We think of it as being selfish. If we choose us first, listen, if you don't choose you first, you have nothing to give. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Every bit of value you have to give someone else comes from choosing you and having filling your own tank so you have something to give. You can't give on empty. Yes. Give on empty, right? Say that again. Say that again. You cannot give anything on empty. You have to take in and love yourself and believe in yourself and know that you matter. And operate from that space, because then if somebody's having a bad day, instead of if you if somebody's having a bad day and they say something mean to you and you take it personal, what happens? You say something back to them. First of all, both of you are now miserable, mm-hmm. right? From whatever that transpires, you're not able to help them at all. Correct. Right. But if you're in your own good space, having taken care of you, having done your morning routine or meditation or whatever helps you feel good. So you're out in front of it. You're in a good space when you're walking into everybody else's whatever's going on with their day, their space, and they're in a bad mood. You don't take it personal because you're in a good space. Therefore, you're able to 
be kind to them regardless, right? Because you're like, that's not about me. It doesn't even matter if they're mad at me. It's still not about me right? because it's not a normal conversation. Like where if they had something they wanted to address, they had it with you. It's coming out in emotion, negative emotion, which means that's about them, period. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with you, even if they think it does. And when you stay in that space and you're fine with that and you're able to be kind, even if to say, you know, I will be happy to address that when we can have a conversation about it. It seems mm -hmm. at this point that you're not in that space. Mm -hmm. Something totally else may come out at that point. They may burst into tears and tell you something else they've got on and you're able to have compassion for them. Yes. You don't have any of that if you're not lined up with yourself first. Yes. You don't. And so that's Operation Rebuild, right? And because we're not taught that. We're taught yeah. to live from the outside in. And yeah. healing and healthy living comes from the inside out. Yes, I agree so much. And that's why I call my business I Choose Me because I also had to go through that transition, right? Where I had to choose myself. And I always say I get a lot of pushback from moms because I'm a mom, okay? My son is special, he's autistic. I have two sons, Christian and Ethan, but but Ethan is 20 years old and he is an adult now. I think he's a son. I think he's a child, but he's a, he's a grown man, you know, acting like a two-year-old that he likes. Um, but I had to go through a transition because all I did, doctor, was all my life was take care of that child. All my life. When I tell you all my life, because Ethan was sick with so many illnesses, okay? And on top of that, he's epileptic. So he's he, is, he has a disease that's epilepsy. So it, it will not go away. He has seizures every day. And I never took care of myself. I never took care of my relationship. I never took care of myself, only took care of this child, right? Even my other child, when I tried to take care of him, it was too overwhelming. So guess what happened? I hit rock bottom. I couldn't take it anymore. You know, I got to a point where now I needed help because my health was gone, my mental state was gone, and I had to choose me. I had to leave everyone there, park him for a bit, and deal with myself until then I can come back and give him, you know, after I've healed, worked on my healing journey, then I can give him some. Because I couldn't do that, and I get a lot of pushback from moms about this, but I love every time I share, their eyes get wide open, like, this lady is not saying that, but at the end of that whole conversation, they're on a different journey. Because they realize we don't take care of ourselves. You know, we don't take, and then when we're taught differently, right? That taking care of yourself is not a good thing. That is being selfish. Like you said a little while ago, it yep. just really hits home when you said that for me. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that when you don't take care of yourself and you try to take care of them, what comes out, you know, your own emptiness and pain mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. haven't let that love in and nurtured yourself and done those things comes out in frustration and anger and all the things you don't want to give them, but you don't know how not to, because you're not filling yourself up. I know. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I think most moms have some of that story, you know, we just do. And hopefully with new generations, as more and more of this comes out, there's less. Will there ever be none? I don't think so because mm -hmm. contrast teaches us so much, right? But mm -hmm. what can we learn from it and how can we grow from it? And how can we nurture each other too so that we're encouraging that nurturing as a whole in the community, in society? I, you know, I think I speak on grief some. And one of the things, 
first of all, grief is so pervasive. And I don't mean just if you only take losing, you know, a, a parent or a, a partner or a child, that's a huge piece, right? For everybody, period. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't include grandparents, aunts, uncles, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you add in grief is in so many other aspects, grief when you, and it occurs, especially when you're not nurturing yourself, when you have a child that you're going to take care of for the rest of your life, because they're never truly going to be an adult, there's grief around that because that Mm -hmm. is a very different life than you're thinking about when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and what you imagine when you, um, lose even a dear friend or a relationship that at one point mattered a lot, there is a grief process in all of that because Mm -hmm. life becomes very different than the vision you thought it would be, right? And there is grief around that. Um, but how to nurture yourself? Because through that, we f- feel so much like we're supposed to pour into everybody else, but we don't let the people. We don't let people pour into us, right? We somehow don't think we're worthy of that, and that we don't we don't do it for ourselves or let people do it for us. Mm-hmm. And gosh. You know, when I, when I went through cancer, that was eye-opening for me in the sense that there was so much on my plate because I was the breadwinner, not only for my child, there's no child support. Right. Mm -hmm. And every time I miss work, I'm not making any income, but I'm also responsible for my employees as well. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not Mm -hmm. even just my, my immediate family and, and I'm sick and I'm dealing with a lot of treatments that make you sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, there was no way to do that without having to allow other people to help me. And for me, what made that imperative was I didn't want more on my child's plate than she already had. Right. I already felt like what, what she had to deal with was very not fair to her. Mm -hmm. And so that made me uh, ask and receive when I probably wouldn't have otherwise and -hmm. allowed me to grow and understand things that I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, the love you receive back, mm-hmm. when, you let, when you let love in and let people nurture you, like the cycle that comes from that, the beautiful love that goes everywhere and continues, like mm-hmm. reverberates 10 years later, 12 years later, it's still reverberating. You know, mm-hmm. there's still things that I do because of things that people did. And there's still... And that cycle just keeps growing and going, right? In all different directions, right? Yeah. And when we don't let it in, we miss out on that, Mm -hmm. right? And that brings up, oh my gosh, it gives you so much to give back. Yeah. You feel bad because you need the help. And then would you fill up with so much love that you have so much more to give? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you don't realize until you one way or another end up in that position. For Mm -hmm. me, that was, that was, there was, and thankful for every step I learned as I went through the next year, right? By the time I got to taking care of my parents and running a business and an essential, you know, my mom and in an essential, essential business in the middle of the pandemic, thank goodness I had all the tools I'd already learned. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so as difficult as that was, it was way easier because I already had so many of the tools that I now share. Right. right. Well, because you've you've implemented, we implement them as we learn, right? So, and then we realize it. And you know, a lot of things you just said to me hit home because 
that was me. I would be the one that would give, 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 but not receive. Even when people would want to help me, I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Right? I'm all right. I'm, what do you want? You want to help me, you know? So when you said that, it's, it's, it just brings me back a little bit. It's like, wow, you know, now I'm open. Now I'm just like, oh yeah, you want to help? Absolutely. Come on, come on on board and help. Because we didn't, I didn't do that. And all it did is stress me out even more, right? Because I couldn't juggle all the things I was juggling. And there were so many people that wanted to help me with a good heart. And I said, no, until yep. I got burned out, right? Well, you know, for some reason, we don't think we're worthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? it has to do with worthiness, the whole thing. Yeah, and we're yeah. born worthy. We don't have to do something to be worthy. That's we're our birthright, right? Thinking, yes. And we're thinking we have to prove it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need help because that might mean that I'm needy. And no. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the most beautiful thing when you allow it in. And then you discover that it's such an endless circle because they help you and you help them and you help others. Yes. And the cycle becomes this gorgeous, beautiful symphony of all these different, beautiful people. Absolutely. And you didn't have any of that. And there have been times throughout my life when I was really busy with stuff. And so I would start to feel a little bit lonely. And I would think, you know, wow, maybe I need, you know, I would reach out and realize that people are just waiting me for me to say I had time. Mm -hmm. Right. The only limiting factor was me. Like they're perceiving I'm so busy. They haven't asked. And the very second I open the door, I say, hey, would you like to do? They're like, oh, my gosh, yes. When can we? They, they just my schedule was so crazy. And so learning to let go of some of that and, and weave in the time to spend with mm -hmm. people, which is so nurturing and so necessary. Mm -hmm. And we're missing out all the times that we don't. And sometimes now I'm willing to have a crazier life in the sense that I don't need as much sleep if I'm filling myself up with joy, wow. right? So if I say, yes, you know, I had an opportunity to go to a World Series game and it was in the middle of a very busy week. And I said, I'm going, are you kidding me? My team is here and they're playing and I have that opportunity. I'm saying yes, mm -hmm. you know, and wow. Oh, so much fun and so much joy. I didn't need as much sleep. You see? some, And you're more efficient. It's crazy. We think... I was so, I still have to work at it, bad about my to-do list, right? Yeah. I would need to check these things off before I can go have fun. Mm -hmm. And you know what happens? The to-do list gets longer. You're slower doing it. It's not getting done. Mm -hmm. But when you go and you do fun stuff, mm -hmm. suddenly the to-do oh, yeah. list gets more fun. You get mm -hmm. way more efficient at it. And stuff starts showing up to where it can be done faster or a solution you never even thought of, mm -hmm. right? Comes about, right. That to do mind cat mindset and get into the, let's have fun and everything I'm doing can be fun. And it doesn't matter if it's a tour, you can be excited about it. Cause you can say, Ooh, I love my house. When I organize it and do this, I love my pantry when I do that. And sometimes you say, I love it where it is now. I'm excited for what it's going to be, but I'm okay that I have to write right now and know right. that I can percolate and this beautiful thing's going to get an idea is going to come or, you know, and it'll be even more beautiful then. And I can, I can be in that space now, right. Approaching it always from that space of, Ooh, this can be fun. This can yes. be exciting. Changes everything. It really does. It really does. And I learned that not I learned that recently. Okay. That took me a very long time to um 
learn. And what I learned is with my business, I learned that by not stressing regarding clients or regarding, you know, retreats and workshops that I'm putting together and just going to either a spa, getting a massage, just going out on nature, walking, just doing that when I'm going a little anxious, right? Because of everything that's happening, it actually flips things around for me. And I come home, I'm my inbox, three new people sending me messages. It's it's insane. Um, it's like the universe is like, yes, now you now I'm gonna give it to you, right? Because you're relaxed, you're calm, you're not having an attack over how many people you need to reach because that doesn't do anything for us. It just kind of gets me stuck when I do that. It does. And, well, it's a negative aspect versus the solution oriented, that, right? Anytime we're stuck in that, yeah. when we start that to-do list or that, oh, I need to do this or that, you shut off the creative juices, yes. right? And yeah. and the source of, of, oh, the connections. When you're in that positive flow, people call you out of nowhere. Emails show up. It's It's mm -hmm. the... Oh, it's the most beautiful thing. It's, yes. uh, uh, it's, it's just, amazing. Yep. And it's never there when majority, you're majority of the downloads that I've had and that have actually boosted my business have all been, have all been taking care of myself. It could be reading a book. It could be going to the spot. It could be just going for a walk or meditating. Boom, download, because I am just taking care of myself. I am at ease. That's what I, that's what works for me. And yep. when I know when I need it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just stop everything. And I'm just going to go because I know that I deserve it. And I love it. It's just a beautiful thing. And people need to believe more in, in their, you know, on, on what they believe and their worth, because everything starts from your worthiness. Everything, the way we act today is all because of, we don't know our worthiness, yep. you know? There's a well, lot of one of the yeah. one of the tools that I've used to help with the worthiness because sometimes yeah. that narrative is hard to change, right? Mm, yes. Right. Um, and so it's easy for us to appreciate others, mm -hmm. right? We'll say, oh, even if you don't take them up on the offer, like because you're not feeling worthy, you know. It's e but it's harder for us, especially if we're in that negative space, right? To appreciate to to find the details to appreciate in life even harder for us to appreciate ourselves. Mm -hmm. So one of the, one of my tools is, and I still do this um, journal and it's like, what do I appreciate in others? And actually write down a few things from the day before. Write that down. Day, right. What do I appreciate in others? What do I appreciate in life? You know, what is happening right now that feels so good? And it can be the smallest thing, but the importance of it is the thing that makes you feel good. Don't do a have to list. I should appreciate that I have a roof over my head, but I hate this house. But no, that won't get you there, right? What right. is the one thing that really makes you feel good? Mm -hmm. And write that as your appreciation in any of these categories. And the last, but really the most important category, what do I appreciate in myself? Yes. What do I appreciate? I'm sure myself? we get stuck in that one. <laughs> we do. And that's the thing. That narrative starts if you do that consistently you're going to start doing it during the day so i do it every morning right mm -hmm. and then what happens is that narrative starts to be in your head during the day oh that person did that i really appreciate that person oh mm -hmm. this happened i feel so good i appreciate mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. oh i did that i appreciate that and when you're in a hard space appreciate the littlest things about yourself like yeah. i got out of bed this morning appreciate that 
right? I feel lousy and I got out of bed this morning. You know, I, you know, if you're going through sickness or cancer or, or just a dip grief, any of those things, appreciate mm-hmm. the littlest things. Because what we do is instead we, we run this narrative. I should have done this. I should be able to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're so mean to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And you want to yeah. bring that kindness. You know, you want to nurture others. It starts with you because when you don't nurture yourself, you come at others and you're aggravated and you're, you don't feel good. And so what comes out and then you're mad at yourself for what comes out of your mouth, but it all comes back down to nurturing yourself and realizing as you begin to appreciate yourself, you begin to start to realize that you are worthy. Yes. Because when you appreciate something about yourself every day and you start to make that part of your narrative, mm-hmm. right? It changes so the way you walk in the world. And that is everything. It changes everything. Yes. It really does, right? Yes. Um, it, changes call it, learning and reverse, it changes everything. Taught. I mean, mm-hmm. we're taught right from the instance we get discipline. Like we get in trouble a lot more than we get praised, right? Because that's just how society does. We notice, and I realized that at, at, a, at one point at a, when I was a boss, I realized, oh my gosh, I walk in and see everything that's wrong instead of everything that's right. You know what made me start realizing that? The appreciation journal. And it mm. changed who I was as a boss because when I started appreciating myself and I started appreciating others, I started wanting to appreciate others more. I want. I started wanting to see their value just like I was learning to see my value, right? right. And that changes entirely the mm. way you walk in the world. It's right? so true. So true. I was um, never appreciated, like uh, praised, I should say, not appreciated, wrong word. I was never praised by my parents, more more from people who did not know me very well. Um, and that was very difficult for me growing up because, you know, as a teenager, especially you expect that from your parents, right? But then you grow up and you're like, what's going on? I know I deserve it. I know I'm worthy of this. What's happening? And then you have to do your work because there comes a time when you're like, okay, boundaries for everyone because I know I deserve it. And I know I can praise myself. You know, I I have to believe in who I am and my worthiness more than anyone. It doesn't matter what anybody says about me, right? So I feel that. I know very well how that feels. Yes. Well, and the beautiful part we learn is we don't need praise from anybody else once we learn to praise ourselves. Yes. And so we don't need that affirmation from somebody else, Mm -hmm. but it is something we learn that we have to unlearn and live from the inside out again, because when we don't need it from somebody else, that doesn't mean you don't have boundaries. You have better boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But boundaries, boundaries with love, boundaries, you know, sometimes I don't know about you, but when I first started learning to set boundaries, you know, I had to be in a space of either anger or right. Because I just didn't believe I was worthy enough of them unless I was angry at that person learning to be able to love that person where they are mm-hmm. and realize mm-hmm. they're doing, wherever they're at. That's just the best they have at this point. Right. And I can be clear about where I am without being mean. Mm hmm without being ugly, without being angry every now and then, you know, something happens. And and I'm not saying you never have anger because you have a lot, lot less of it. Right. And you can walk away from it a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I'll give you a really quick example after my mom passed away. And at that point in time, it was 2020. It was right before the pandemic started. Um, and 
my dad, I had, my parents still lived on a 500 acre ranch at that point. And I had to put my dad in memory care. I had this whole estate to deal with. I was trying to run my business during this time. We went into shutdown, you know, and now I was running an essential business and trying to deal with the estate, take care of my dad. So, you know, it was quite a bit. And there was a gentleman that my mother had complete trust in who had been a friend of the family for years. Maybe I should say friend with quotation marks. And he was supposed to help me sell the ranch. Um, and I couldn't piddle around about it and say later because, you know, it would, the house was relatively new. If you leave it empty and there's all this stuff in it and you have the risk of looters coming and, you know, it's not like you can put these decisions off, but literally less than two weeks after my mom passed away, when I had some dear family friends that met me at the house he took me, he and his business partner took me around the ranch in their truck away from everybody else and tried to get me to sign documents to sell the ranch at auction with no reserve and no appraisal. Wow. Right. And this happens to a lot of people. So that's why I put that story out there, different yes. aspects of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was so mad. Right. Because mm -hmm. he was trusted and he was supposed to help me. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, I did, I was angry at that point. First I was shocked and then I was angry. Right. Hey. And I gave him a little piece of my mind. No, no bad language or anything, but you know, I was like, I just am appalled and absolutely not. I'm not going to sign that. And I left the truck and I went back in the house, but I already knew at that point that staying in the anger wasn't a good space. Mm -hmm. Like I have all these people there to help me. If I go in there and spew everything that happened, then all this gossip starts to happen. Nothing happens work-wise. And not only that, but most likely then they're going to feel like they need to choose sides and, mm -hmm. and you know, all, these other, all this drama starts to happen. And so I walked away, when I walked away from that, I walked back in that house and I just took in all the love of all the people there to help me in something mm -hmm. that I couldn't have done by myself. Right. And and then later in the day, literally, I was by myself in a guest bedroom and a cardinal, female cardinal started slamming into the window. And my mother loved cardinals. She loved bluebirds and cardinals, butterflies. And so I turned and I ran around out of the room and out the back door because I didn't want her to hurt herself, right? She flew up into the tree and next to her partner, a male cardinal, and they just sat there looking at me. And I was like, wow. Aww. Hello, mom. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, thank you. And you know, the most beautiful solutions happened after that. And I never, the only, I only told one other person, someone who was not there and someone who could help me with the business aspect of it, mm -hmm. what transpired, because we, then we had to figure out how else we were going to manage this. Right. Because right. that was not a solution. But the thing is, is that yes, I was angry in that moment. No, I didn't stay in that anger. And there was so much love and beautiful things that came out of being able to walk away from that. He came to the funeral. I never said a bad word, right? You just noticed it and you dealt with it. And you were like, and okay. The thing is, is that whatever space he was in, that was the best he had at that moment. Correct. It doesn't even matter because I don't need to be in that space that comes with being staying in anger and staying. I can't find the solutions. Mm -hmm. I can't find out what's ne coming next if I'm in anger and pain and victimhood yeah no right we can only choose how we react we can't choose how everyone else reacts but i love that you say 
we that's the best that he could give me because that is what we should be walking around saying that is the best that you can give me right now so i'm just gonna let it go and keep moving because if we stay with that bad energy imagine you would still be talking about it you would still be frustrated and who knows what would have happened with all that stuff right yeah i might have had the ranch for months i had all kinds of miracles happen we sold that so much faster than we should have all mm -hmm. you know everything went the most beautiful magical solutions came up by staying, you know, and honestly, 99.9% .9 people, even when they're doing bad things, they're just doing the best they can because they're coming from a place of pain. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I know the worst things that I've done in my life, mm -hmm. you know, that you wish you had do overs, but you can't go there and you just have to take the lesson and were from a place of pain. That was mm -hmm. all I could do mm -hmm. at that point. I did not get up on those days and think I want to hurt somebody's feelings. I want to say mean things. I want to never, mm. never. They came yeah. out of my own suffering. And even when people are doing, you know, because I mean, I have strong ethics and morals, but we still do things from a sense of pain that if we were not in a sense of pain, we would not do. And that's we're the human. learning to yeah. connect, right? But that's also the ability of letting people go realize he didn't get up in the morning and think, I want to see how mean I could be. He's mm -hmm. miserable mm -hmm. or she's miserable. You know what I'm saying? They're yes. coming from a place of pain. And that's why I say, even when they're angry at you, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's about their perception, perhaps, which mm -hmm. comes from all the pain and the things they've lived. And yes. I can't, I have zero control of any of that for anybody else. I can only be in my space working on mine. Right. We said, yes. Right. Healing myself so that I have less of those moments and I have less of something coming out that I would regret later. That I have, if I don't work on my connection with me, I can't, I have that. I don't have a filter. Things just come out of that pain that you didn't heal. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why you're not selfish when you take care of you. Yes. Put you first. It's yeah. actually the most giving, loving thing you can do for everybody around you. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree 1000% with what you just said. And it, it brought me back um, because a lot of the things we do, like you said, a lot of things we wish we could take back, we are doing that and we're acting from a different place because um, we're not happy. We don't know our worth. We are choosing to you know, be in that low level state and energy because we aren't aware yet, right? We aren't aware. We all have to get to that journey of being more aware. And it, it takes practice and it takes journaling, like you said, writing things down, knowing I'm gonna be doing all this, you know, what do I appreciate because, and what do I appreciate about myself? Because I don't do that enough. And I know there's a lot of people out there that don't either. And I think it's a beautiful practice, the way you put it together. And I love what you do because it is all about choosing you and taking care of you, um, saying yes more to you, right? And I'm so grateful that you share that, but I don't wanna let you go yet until I hear all the stuff about your business and your practice and how you sold it for so much money. It's so amazing. Can you please share with that for me? Cause I, I'm dying to hear about this. I don't want to let you go until we talk a little bit about that business. So talk to me about that, please. You mean about the one I've sold, the veterinary practice? So honestly, um, selling it, well, 
and honestly, so here's crazy stuff. Um, first of all, going from bankrupt to building a successful business was all mindset. It was all every single thing that we have talked about through this time together. A hundred percent. That's, that's what it's about. Um, I, I, it, it wasn't, the solutions didn't show for me because I was feeling sorry for myself. I was really, when I stepped out to help my brother, people told me, my banker told me, you'll go bankrupt. You can't do this. And there was no way I could leave him in a mental hospital for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. And I felt very strongly that I was supposed to get him. But I got lost in that. I, these things that I'm teaching, I didn't have all of those tools to like do them, you know, consistently and understand them so that I didn't start getting overwhelmed. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got mm-hmm. overwhelmed and I struggled. And then the thing was, I didn't feel worthy. One of the things I learned through this journey was I only felt worthy of helping people, like of solutions to help people. I felt strong enough to help other people. That right. I didn't feel worthy of it for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I punished myself when I look back, that was not my intention, but I didn't let myself go on vacations. I worked myself to the bone. Right. And you know, as you said, when you're in that space, the solutions don't come. Those emails don't come. Those ideas don't come that when you're in that miserable space, working so hard and not going anywhere, not doing anything. And there were, there were certain times I let a little bit of magic in, um, you know, um, like getting this house was one of those. I got it as I rented it, but then I ended up purchasing it. And it was, it was such a universe thing. God, you know, that God thing that it happened. It was that little bit of magic that I let in while I was still mostly beating myself up and living in that place. And when I really decided that I was going to change, I was either going to lose everything or change. And it was the mindset change that allowed the ideas to come and the business to come and the money to start flowing and the success. And honestly, even then I didn't follow all the rules. You know, I didn't follow the rules when I stepped out on my brother, the rules would say that I should keep that business and, and, and make money for retirement and stay there till a certain age. And I realized that I was really called in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And so I chose a pathway that all the outlines aren't there and exactly how it's going to unfold isn't there because that's where the passion is. And now I know that, oh, where the beauty and the solution and the magic comes in your life is mm-hmm. where the passion is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. so for me to do this, I couldn't own a business that required the kind of time that business had and do this. So now I fill in as a veterinarian at other spaces here and there where I want to, and then speak, do podcasts, write, create programs um, in the other time periods, you know, and travel. I've taken up scuba diving, which is a huge new passion. So awesome. So awesome. I want to be you right now. (laughs) (laughs) You can be. Of course. Of course. So I have a question for you. So how long did you have your business before you sold it? 22 years. I thought I saw that number somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, I literally thought, and you know, my dad, he was a veterinarian full-time. That's all he did. 
had his own business all the way up until he retired at 70. And I really had imagined that that's what I was do. And, and then I started to not feel as good in that space. I had a tug of war going on and there wasn't as much joy. And there was, there was a lot more management and less of the things that I loved and um, to grow it. And, and the things that I loved was changing as all of these teams transpired. I just felt so called that, that I was supposed to be in the space of sharing this with others. And mm-hmm. so it was a beautiful moment. One morning I just woke up and I knew, I knew I was supposed to sell it. I didn't know what the next steps after that were going to be. I just, and you know, within seven months of waking up with that sold done which is really rare in, in, in our industry. And mm-hmm. in this situation, again, once I lined up with it and knew that's where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I had to do one other thing. I reached a point where it's kind of in the middle of that process and it was feeling like a burden. And I realized mm-hmm. I was like, I need to clean this up. And I went outside with my cup of coffee, a beautiful spring morning. And I just started journaling all the things that the gifts that the clinic had given me, the gifts mm-hmm. that business had given me journaled everything about it. And I got an offer that day. You see, oh, beautiful. That is how it works. That yeah. is how it works. Um, thinking about that, it, I'm so glad that we're in alignment right now with everything because when I, two years ago, when I decided to, really fully give my coaching business um, a go, a push. Um, Before that, I've had it, but I didn't really do anything about it. It was kind of like sitting there like a hobby. But then I decided this is what I want to do. And it just hit me like it was like a light bulb, like you said. It just hit me one day. This is the passion. This is what I feel. I'm happy when I do it. And I just went with it. I didn't know which direction I was going with it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know that I would be doing retreats. You know, I didn't know anything. I just said, I'm going to do, get my certification, right? And I'm sharing this because everything you just said reminds me of that moment. I said, I'm going to get my certification. I went and got my certification, wasn't happy with that certification, went and did another certification that I was more in alignment with, which is, um, you know, with mindfulness and, and, and manifestation and all that. And then is when everything just opened up for me. And recently, and then I got, I got fired from the job I had, which I was in healthcare for 12 years. And all I knew was healthcare and sales. Seriously. I was like a top leader in healthcare and sales. When they fired me was the best thing that could happen to me. But now I can say that, right? In that moment, I was crying. I was devastated. I lost my job. Like you said, it was grief, right? And it was painful uh, because everything I did in life, I gave it all I got, right? So even that job that wasn't my job. It's two o'clock. Everything that I had given for that job, for that business, even though it wasn't mine, it was with, you know, passion. So I was in pain. And then I realized now, if I didn't, if I didn't let, if I wasn't fired, I would still be there. I would still be doing that work, you know, and recently I had an offer, you know, to go back to work there. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I can refer you someone, but no, because I decided that I'm going to be in alignment with what I'm doing. And it's the best thing that anyone can do, but it only has to, it happens when you're ready, right? When you are working on your worth, when you're working on yourself, when you prioritize yourself, when you add yourself to the calendar, because if I did not add myself to the calendar, 
it would not happen. I would still be sitting there selling for that company. Right. Well, the other thing is the money comes where the passion is, maybe not immediately, but mm -hmm. in the end, that's what happens. And that's what we don't understand. So we struggle. And that's what society teaches. No, you need to stay here and you need to do that. And as it becomes more of a struggle, the money gets harder, right? Mm -hmm. And life gets harder and it starts to affect your health because that's the space you're in. And you yes. live in that space of joy and passion and following where you're supposed to be. Wow. Your health just keeps getting better. Your, um, the money comes from all different spaces, mm -hmm. spaces that you, you would never even imagine. Yes. Um, once you're open to that and you trust in that and you let it flow. And usually it's, that's the, that's the hangup where we don't step into what we're supposed to do. We want the path to already be there and us to understand exactly how it's going to unfold, where the money's coming from, how much is coming. And it doesn't, right. You have to trust so much. And that's a, that in and of itself is a, is a fantastic learning journey. That's worth every step you take. Yes, yes, absolutely. We have to learn. Everyone's journey is different and we have to learn everything that happens to us happens to us for a reason. Even the things that are not so tasty, like when I shared, you know, my story when I met you, um, some things are not tasty at all. Some things are hard. Some things, you know, will leave you without breath. But every single thing, when you look back, there's a reason why that happened to you. Or there's right? something wonderful you can take from it. Right. Well, I couldn't be here in this space, educating, talking to you, haven't met you, you know, at the wonderful speaking engagement where we met, if it wasn't because of what happened to me. And as bad as that was, I would not because that would not have been my path. That right. would I made sure that was my path. I picked and chose what to do because I knew that I had some people to heal. Right. Yeah. And that is just a beautiful thing. And knowing that you did what you did with your business gives me so much hope, really, with my own business. I'm so grateful that we did this podcast. And I'm almost at tears because I think of my own son and the journey that I'm going through with my son and how sometimes I sit there and I'm like, I, got, I don't know how to do this anymore. I don't know what to do. You know, I, I'm, I need guidance. I need support. And it comes you know, because we're open to receive and we know that we are not what someone else said we are. We know we are what we say we are, what we believe we are, right? So it's just a beautiful thing um, listening to you express all that and just affirmation that I'm not by myself again. You know, it's just, it's an immense, it fills my heart. It really does. Um, and I'm so grateful to have met you. And tell me a little bit about what you are helping guide like what is it that your your business now does for women or for people in general for anyone that's interested yeah so you know like i said earlier i teach people how to fall in love with their tragedies but how to i say that because i teach you the steps mm -hmm. right to so i have a program on uh, my website mm -hmm. uh the the building blocks to create your own extraordinary life and that 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 has a lot of the pieces that help you start reframing okay. call it the reframe awesome. game but reframing your life operation rebuild so that you can think differently so things start to get easier so you understand i do have the appreciation i have some free um downloads on my website as well there's an appreciation journal that's like what we talked about that you can just go on click the link 
and be able to download that appreciation journal because that's a great place to start. And it only takes a few minutes. One of the things I say is you've got to make time for yourself every day, preferably in the morning. Even if you're not a morning person, you need minimum to start with 15 minutes before everybody else in the house is up, right? Because mm-hmm. that consistency gets you ahead. The problem with later in the day is people have already aggravated you. You've already been in a space. You you need a few minutes to just, even if it's just journal appreciation and say a couple of affirmations, things that get you until you get to this point, three minute meditations, you can do short ones if they are intimidating. I don't do more than 10 to 15 minutes. Um, all it takes it's just that time space to listen because we're talking all the time, right? Part of the problem with prayer and everything else, I'm not saying don't pray. I do pray, but right. you have to listen, not just talk because right. that's opening that space. And that means shutting the, the thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's what meditation does is give you a space mm-hmm. to open up that connection. So the universe can give you solutions and ideas and that that's where it comes from. If you're talking via either thinking all these thoughts and all this stuff running around in your head and talking and thinking, and you know, you don't, you're, you don't allow the space for that to come in. Right. Appreciation is also a huge, if you can't meditate at all, if you make a point to appreciate and like really feel it, that -hmm. will open a connection for ideas and solutions to start coming. It is another way to connect to that universal energy, that, that space that, that allows crazy positive things, the right person to walk in the door or send you that email or send you that text. Right. Um, And so that's, I teach you different ways to change your, because we don't even recognize, we don't even know, like Mm -hmm. there's so much there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a free 30 minute consults and one-on-ones also, um, to see if somebody wants to work with me one-on-one, like if you've got some place that you're stuck, that you're like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, if I could just get that and you start with the program and then you're like, Ooh, I want more. Um, and of course I'm, I'm speaking, um, I speak, actually I have several, talks around grief coming up. Oh, we're going to do a podcast just on that. Yeah. It's a big, right. It's and yeah. there's so much to unpack there because some of the thing, same things we do to ourselves through trauma, we do to ourselves with grief. Yes. Right? yes. That make it hard for us to heal, like to find yeah. ways to heal, to find ways to believe that we're worthy, that we're here, that there's something to live for. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so grateful again that you have taken your time. I know you're super busy. I know what you do um, to be here with us at I Choose Me and know that we love you here. I love your energy. I love what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing because you look phenomenal and your energy is contagious. I absolutely love it. And I am going to share your link. Can you please let us know what your website is? I mean, I'm going to put it on the on the chat and everything, but just let us know your website. How do we find you on social media and all that juiciness? Okay. So my website is Dr. Lucette and that's just D-R-L-U-C-E-T-T-E at drlucette.net. So you can find me on Facebook. I have a professional page, my personal page, um, which is open, you know, um, and YouTube, we have put out, we're putting out a ton of YouTube videos with just little clips. So you can get some of these ideas and, ah, with just a little short bit, that's not too much to digest or 
too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at Dr. Lucette as well. The YouTube channel is Dr. Lucette. Um, and the professional page on Facebook is Dr. Lucette. Lucette, I think it's actually Dr. Lucette Bell for my personal page. Yes. Um, so yes, and Instagram as well. Okay. And if anybody follows me, I choose me. I am a friend of Dr. Bell. So just look for my friends list and you're going to see her there. This amazing, beautiful woman. I think your your picture, you're wearing a yellow top in that picture. Yes. Yes, yes I am. it's from the event, right? So it's a beautiful color. I love yellow, by the way. It looks phenomenal on you. Um, and um, again, thank you so much for being here. Know that this third season of Inspire is just for you because we are all the same. And when we get to choose, we open the door to so many beautiful things that can happen for you. It's time to close the, you know, the doors to the old you and open the doors to the new you, like I say. And this podcast was called Breakthroughs, right? We forgot to mention that because I don't know if I did in the beginning, but it is exactly what Dr. Bell has done. It's pretty much, she just had a breakthrough, you know, and we've had, she's had many and she shared a lot of them with us, but we sometimes don't see that. So when we hear another powerful being sharing this information, sharing their raw and real rawness here live, it changes everything. It totally changes everything. The way we see things, the way we feel about things. Right now I'm writing down what I appreciate about myself because I don't do enough of that. I really appreciate everyone else, but I don't do a lot of it. Even even with I choose me, okay? I am not doing it enough. I can tell you, and it hit home every single thing you said, doctor, every single thing. I'm so blessed to have you. Mm, Thank you so much for being here. And trust me, we're going to do this other podcast on grief. And I'm sure we're going to do a lot of collaboration this coming new year. So I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time of day to be here with us and sharing your beautiful journey because it has been wonderful. So Uh, great. I love you too. And I've so enjoyed this time with you. You're precious. Thank you, sweetheart. I love you too. Thank you. You have an amazing afternoon. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. And that my beautiful humans was an amazing podcast. Cannot wait for the next person who's going to elevate us and share her story with us. Can't wait to see you in the next one. See you soon. (laughs) Ciao.